Okay, hi guys. Welcome to the Megan Simple Podcast. My name is Madison. I am so happy that you are here. Thank you for joining me. And yes, if you are watching on YouTube, I am not by myself. <laughs> Do you see this pretty face? Do you see the bomb outfit? <laughs> Do you see the vest from the village? <laughs> no, it's not from the village. <laughs> Oh my goodness. You guys, I have my wonderful friend Liv Brown here. Um, she is an amazing girl. We actually connected like I wanna say the beginning of this year. Is that right? Um, I thought you were just gonna say on Instagram. Yeah, but I wanna see like a timeline. Y'all did I slide in your DMs? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> friendly, friendly, best. We were like we're literally like Instagram just like best friends besties y'all so it was just i just feel like it was just like why not have a whole podcast together like why not have a whole episode because i really feel like even with the conversation we had like last week like we really like hit it off for yeah, real. It was a good time. and we were just like talking and i just love that for us so Liv, how are you today you know i'm doing pretty good y'all we went through a lot today i look ghetto <laughs> No, you don't look ghetto. Are you sure? Um, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm we went through a lot, right. y'all, to put this together. We really and did, and I'm just so frustrated. I feel like God definitely was stretching us. I feel like he definitely allowed us to exercise patience. That is something <laughs> that I need to work on. Yeah, I feel like he definitely allowed that because we could have gave up a bunch of times. We could have yeah. just been like, listen, this is not working it's not because it was a lot that we went through to get to this point where we're finally pressing record so it's kind of like a release it's kind of like relieving you know it's kind of like a celebration like wow you really made it we didn't give up and that's the word to you out there i was just about when you're in the middle of the tension right tag team okay because that's crazy you said that because the only thing that i can think of is like i remember when just like starting in my faith journey in general where i was just like working on myself and i didn't see the finish line i remember like in 2019 i was at my friend's house and i was like clearly like really like bawling my eyes out like i don't know where i'm going to go like i don't know what's going on because i just got broken up with and like that's my whole testimony i didn't tell you about that i can't tell you about it I got broken up with around that time and I was just like feeling so like helpless and I did not know like where to go but it's just like you have to continue to endure you have to continue to go forth and look at me now (gasps) yeah can you relate yeah honestly that's I feel like that's just our whole journey as like you know believers that's our whole journey um walking with the lord is it's not hard i mean what it's not easy oh god it's it's not easy it's hard um especially because the enemy hates (laughs) when we decide that we're gonna live for god um because scripture tells us in john 10 10 the enemy's mission is to steal kill and to destroy right so he wants to destroy us so when we make a declaration but jesus says after that right i have come to give you life and life more abundantly. So you look at the juxtaposition of the scriptures. Life more abundantly. That's <laughs> yeah, that's actually where live abundantly comes from. 
But you look at the juxtaposition of the scriptures. It's like the enemy wants to destroy you, but Jesus wants to give you life. And so even though he has this life right here present for you, there's still an enemy that constantly wants to destroy you. Like there's still an adversary that wants to tempt you, that wants to put people in your path that are going to cause you emotional wounds. He wants to put you in situations that's going to pull out the past and have you feeling shame and questioning your growth. And just he wants to send you in that cycle where you doubt God. And so that's why it's so uh, so necessary for us as believers to really be in our word and really be in God's face so that he can renew us and make us just change our mindset, you know? Because I think about the person that I was before Christ, BC. Yeah. And I just dealt with a lot of Hold insecurities. Hold up. BC, bro. <laughs> BC days, you want. BC, that is so funny. <laughs> BC. BC. I'm sorry. Wow. This really took her out the game. <laughs> Please don't. All B- right. BC days. BC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, BC okay, days, <laughs> BC days. Well, me. really in college, like um, my freshman year, I just didn't really know who I was. I went through a serious identity crisis. Mm-hmm. Um that had a lot to do with just low self-esteem and just not loving myself. And I was just in this, this crazy constant cycle of striving for people's affirmation and wanting them to somehow define my worth. Um, yeah, I feel like, cause I can relate to that only because I feel like the only reason why we did that is because we didn't know our identity in Christ yet. And so like we were trying to find that fulfillment and I feel like there's a lot of people who do that now, yeah. especially in like culture. Like you guys are trying, let me not say you guys, I'm sorry. That was so mean. People are trying to find their identity in doing things and having a certain bag or having a certain car, or having a certain home. And it's like, those things are not fulfilling. I was just talking on my podcast, like two weeks ago, how the only thing that is fulfilling is Jesus. And the only thing that can really fill you up, is his living water so kind of tell me well tell us like what was your process of like finding your identity like you real like you recognize that you were not being filled by the lord in like that like your identity wasn't something else what was that process of like getting out of that basically um so for me yeah uh <laughs> So I dealt with a lot of um, just being bullied (laughs) growing up and just having a very like negative view of myself because of what other people thought of me or said that they thought of me. Right. Um, And so for me, that deeply affected me as a child, like just always having insults hurled at you, which was just always ugly and skinny (laughs) in every form of ugly and every form of skinny, like toothpicks, thick, all those things. Right. So uh, being slim was used, right? <laughs> being skinny was used as a derogatory term to kind of like tear me down, right? Um, and so I really dealt with a lot of just fear of people. And I just wanted people to like me and I just wanted people to love me. So I became whatever I felt like I needed to so that I could receive that love from people, which that's that's real. Like that's a real struggle that people do. It's called people pleasing. <laughs> And it doesn't just look like, oh, you need this favor, you need this favor, you need this. But it looks like I'm shifting 
and literally morphing into whatever it is that can cause me to feel loved by you like that can cause you to like me whatever I have to do to get you to like me I'm going to do that that doesn't necessarily mean a favor maybe that means I'm taking on your personality trait because then you'll maybe like me more if I act more like you you know what I'm saying so it's kind of like for me I went through that constant cycle and it was tiring it was exhausting Right. Because at my core, I didn't know who I was at my core. I just wanted to be loved at my core. I just but I also believed all these things that people said about me. So at my core, I hated me, but I just wanted to be loved by someone. And I just thought that if I just found that in people that would help me, that would somehow fix me. Right. And so it was just tiring. So when you have brought up the living water, it uh, honestly points back to every other fountain or every other source of water that just constantly runs out. It just constantly is depleted, right? And so that's what I was going to. I was going to other fountains of affirmation of people. But the thing is, after somebody compliments you, after somebody says something nice about you, you know what I'm saying? Like, then you're still left with your thoughts. You're still left with those negative thoughts. It's like, that was just a, okay, I received affirmation. Okay, I did this so that they like me. Now they like me. But it's not enough. Yeah. Right. So I just I feel this temporary yes. pleasure. Because it's also like, how am I gonna keep them like to like keep mm-hmm. liking me? Like you're saying this, but like how can I keep you from like not liking me now, if that makes sense? Mm. I feel this temporary pleasure, but it's causing me to have to constantly run back to you right. to that source of that temporary pleasure of affirmation, which it could be people, maybe for you it's relationships, maybe for you it's money like maybe it's like no matter what I do it's not enough so now I'm trying to do Instacart now I'm trying to do Amazon Flex now I'm trying to whatever like you're constantly running back to that source of affirmation and of love but the thing is it's only a temporary fix you're like you have to keep going back and so when she talks about the living water there's the ever flowing fountain of life that you receive from Jesus that is permanent all these other things it's like okay if I'm you know for me even when I would receive compliments from people because I would just really I still love fashion. God has refined my taste. And it's yeah. changed it. Yeah. I used to dress before, y'all. In high school, I would wear heels every single day. Wow. Really? Every day. I wore heels every day. I remember walking down the hallway and somebody asked me, is this your birthday? I was like, no. But I look good. Though. You know what I'm saying? Like, I would walk home in heels. Like, <laughs> that sucks. I would walk home in heels. Like, oh but I gosh. did that because I just wanted people to notice me. I just yeah. wanted to do something. And like people would know, know me as the girl who knows how to dress. Right. right? So in that, I found affirmation from people, mm-hmm. but even then that was still never enough. So then never I felt like, okay, well I yeah. can't not wear heels. Okay. Well I can't not wear makeup. Okay. I can't not. So I'm constantly doing this thing. Yeah. Like it just keeps you in a, like a whole around. spiral. Like it's not mm-hmm. healthy. How can I say this? Cause I want to say too much. I feel like it kind of like identity and just like knowing yourself also can kind of come from like family as well. Like parents in a way of like, not like reassuring you that type of like love or like attention when you were little. Um, I feel like that like kind of, hits a spot for people kind of kind of hits for me but like just not in a way like being seen so like your way of trying to like heal from that is to do everything in your power to be seen mm-hmm. if that makes sense so I will say and I've I don't I don't think I've ever talked about this but I talked to my mom about it like when my little brother was born 
of course the the attention is going to be on the child because he's a whole newborn but in a way I kind of felt I don't want to say abandoned but it was more so like that's my mom too like who are you coming into my mother's life like that and you just came out of nowhere taking all my space so I think that kind of (laughs) that kind of stems from that as well um and I don't know if you could like relate today I'm not telling you to like talk about it or nothing but like do you understand what I'm like trying to say like from not receiving that type of reassurance like from parents growing up yeah Mm -hmm. well like for me (laughs) I definitely had like no I yeah we're, we're gonna get there I definitely had parents who um affirmed me and like encouraged me and was like oh you're beautiful but the thing is I just didn't believe it because what I heard at school was you're ugly so it didn't necessarily matter that I did have that because all I thought of myself was what I was constantly hearing was ugly, you know? And so like that for me, it, it really starts in childhood. A lot of our deepest wounds are our character traits, the patterns, right, of our life and the way that we have evolved, the people that we are today. A lot of it starts in childhood. And like what I would always hear was just negative talk about myself negative talk about myself yeah negative things towards myself (laughs) and you know in the elementary school um in middle school and in high school um and that really was my that was where my identity crisis started because it didn't matter who complimented me because I already believed what they said about me right so it didn't matter it didn't matter what I wore that was cute. It didn't matter if I had on heels every day and you complimented me because I already believed what they said about me. So, it, so I'm, in a, I'm in a crisis. I'm internally torn because I want to receive your compliments. But at the same time, I just don't believe them right. because I constantly am still reciting these lies spoken mm-hmm. towards me, about me. And that, that kind of makes me think like th- that could could have like, not could have but that can like affect how we see jesus as well Ooh, get into it because it's like i don't know because like you are being surrounded by all these negative thoughts and stuff and just being flushed with all that negativity and it's like i wonder if like god looks at me like that mm. or like Oh my gosh. It's okay. This is just a. Or you can keep going. No, we're 100% going to keep going. Um, I'm holding. Do, 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 Okay, but no, I was just like, honestly, like, that could really affect our relationship with the Lord because we're so used. Mm, yes, good. yes, yes. Because we can, dang, I had a thought and I we forgot. We can be so used to, yeah. We can be so <laughs> used to believing lies yeah. that when truth does come. It's like, what the heck is this? It. That but too. We're seeking for it, right? We're seeking for truth, but we don't even know how to even receive it because all we've heard was lies that we have now deemed to be truth. So like, this may sound like real vague. So let me put some, let me put some, you know, my actual story on it. Right. So 
I know, right? I just walked past them. I was like, cookies. <laughs> okay, by the way, y'all, she just made, not she, not just made, but like she had some, um, what they call it? Like pumpkin spice cinnamon cookies. And they're so good. And the thing is, like, I don't like sweets for real. And I'm not a pumpkin growler. So, like, the fact that it's so good, it's just like, yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, I forgot too. <laughs> you know I forgot. Lord, you, you what was I saying? You said something about <laughs> you were gonna talk about something about. You. Oh yeah, yeah. So if I'm constantly believing lies, um, about of of what I was just told, like just through being like bullied about my complexion, y'all, because melanin popping was not a thing. It is in now. Elementary school. Whoever it was said not that. A thing in middle school. It was not a thing in high school. Nubian queen was never a thing. It was just your black. You're ugly. You look like a monkey. That's not funny. That is so ignorant. African booty scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> because why do they call us that? They call me that too. They call me a rat. <laughs> that is not funny. That is terrible. Woo. It was never Orangutan. a thing, guys. <laughs> this is not funny. <laughs> this is not funny. Y'all. I it hate bullies. Never, it was never a thing. <laughs> But because culture has just been so codified to make us believe that a lighter skin tone or a lighter hue or complexion makes you more beautiful as young children, that's, that's what we were told. That's what we were taught. Right. And so if that's what I'm told constantly and I constantly have a deeper skin tone and I'm constantly told by my peers, because your skin tone is deep, you're ugly. When I hear words, which you know, apparently are the truth of like, no, you're beautiful as God created you. I don't believe it. Because you're so used to the negative stuff. Yes. And so you were transferring that into how that relates to our relationship with God. Yes. So I kind of want to, because I'm kind of asking myself this too, like, cause I think I asked you this question, like, what was the process of you, like, trying to figure out, like, the truth? But I kind of want to answer that too. So you can think about it while I try to answer. I don't know. You do? Well, go ahead. Yeah, girl. <laughs> Come on, you know that's that. So, so my process for me it started with when I was in college freshman year, and I was so anxious, y'all. I was so anxious. I just constantly lived in a cycle of worrying. But I was so anxious about um, just what people would think of me. <laughs> right I just lived consumed in that um, it was really bad but it's not like you would know that from me having com- you know from having conversations right. with me that's not something that was just a constant war in my mind yeah yeah I'll laugh I'll smile I'll be a great time but I'm constantly in my mind torn and so it could it it messed with me and I was just in a place where I was so tired right so I'm constantly trying to find people to affirm this hole of self-worth that was, you know, um, created because of just bullying and negative experiences growing up. I'm constantly trying to find people to fill that with their love. Um, and it was just tiresome. So I was just in a place, I was on my floor in my college dorm crying cause I really hated myself. I was just like, I hate who I am. I don't know what to do. Um, I just, I just was really, overwhelmed and just so anxious um so I was crying and then in that space I felt this unreal undeniable 
love that kind of just covered me like a blanket, you know? I don't even really know how to explain it, but I'm at my lowest, like kind of breaking point where I'm just so tired of being anxious, tired of hating myself, tired of not loving who I am, even though I show up in the world as if I do. That's where the identity crisis was. Everybody would think like, oh, you're so confident. Oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you, you know how to dress. But on the other side, it was a mask. On the other side of that, I was drowning in my thoughts and I was in that place and I literally felt this overwhelming love. And I knew it was God, right? I knew of God, but I didn't know God personally um, at that time. But I knew it was God, right? Grew up in a church, been exposed to who Jesus is, all these things. So I knew it was God, but I didn't know him personally. But it was in that place that I knew it wasn't love coming from myself because I'm at the place where I just hate me. Mm. But I just knew that I had to find that source, right? And so... I literally got up the next morning and I was just, I'm just going to read my Bible. Like I Lord, like if this is you, which I know it's you. Cause it's not, I'm not loving. I don't love me right now. So how do I feel so loved in this moment? That's crazy. That's crazy. So I got up the next morning, got in my Bible and I was just like, I'm just about to read. Right. And I just got so hungry and so thirsty for job for God. And he began to take me on this transformational journey where he had to uproot all those things that I believed about myself by holding it up to his truth. And the thing about it is his truth has never changed before time began. No word from the Bible has ever changed. There may be different translations there may be different languages, right? However, it has never changed. The words of people change every day. Somebody could say, oh, you ugly. That next person tomorrow could be like, oh, you actually cute today. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like the words of men. And that's just a, just one example. I just keep using the ugly thing. Cause that's what I, you know, relate to, but it could be anything. Somebody could say, oh, you're fat. And then tomorrow they'd be like, oh, you look like you lost. Oh, you life. lost girl. You've been in that gym. The opinions of people can constantly change, but God's word never does. And when he showed me that that is your anchor, when you're searching for people, when you're searching for all these things, that will never change. But when I said in Psalms 139, you were fearfully and wonderfully made, like we have to break that text down, like wonderfully made. Then he says, marvelous are my works. Like he says, you were knit together in your mother's womb. You know how much intentionality is? I don't know if y'all ever knitted before, but in elementary school, I was in crochet club, knit one pearl two, baby. But, um, yeah, so it's a lot, that takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of time, right? But he says he knits you together, right? And so when you look at the word of God and I look at the opinions of people, which constantly change, I'm trying to find good opinions of people, like good opinions of me from people and trying to balance that with the bad opinions of me from people. And God is just like, it's my word, right? And so he, it's my word that will transform your life when you truly believe that, when you accept that as truth, nothing else can stand. Nothing else can stand, period. But it that was just a revelation, right? Y'all, it took me, and it's still taking me, but a seven-year journey. For me, first it started with, okay, if I'm hiding, because I heavily would wear a lot of makeup. So if this is what I'm finding affirmation from, God, I'm giving it up for you. That's so crazy. But I literally fasted from wearing makeup for a year. For me, it was also fashion. I told y'all I was wearing heels every single day. And so I was like, okay, God, like if I'm trying to get people's attention by dressing in a certain way, then I'm going to water down my style. What? Everything good? Okay. I'm going to water, <laughs> not water down my style, but I literally dress as basic as possible, which was so hard for me, y'all. Cause 
She's a baddie, literally. I'm a fashion girly. <laughs> so like, <laughs> that was so hard for me. But I got in a place where I was so desperate to find what truth was. Whatever it is that I'm using, what I'm hiding behind that's causing this hurt, because I was still constantly hurting. Even though I'm doing all these things, I'm still constantly hurting. So I was so desperate to find what truth was, whatever it was. So I stopped wearing makeup. I stopped dressing to get attention. And I also stopped wearing weave. Come on, Nacho Girl. Yeah. Because um, I, one thing I would also hide behind was weave. I would just have really long, big hair, like colorful hair. I just did all these elaborate styles all the time, um, which was which was fun, which, you know, I feel like we as black women, <laughs> we're super versatile. Huh? But that was also something huh? that. That's so Listen, y'all see the slit. But that's also something that um, I hid behind. So that's what my process started off with. And that was just, it was just a few months of saying, okay, all these things that I believe are giving me worth, God, I'm going to trust you and let them go. So I'm, I stopped wearing makeup, which was, and it, and I stopped dressing for attention and I stopped wearing weave like y'all. I went down, I stripped down to the bare minimum because I was that desperate to be whole. Oh, um, wow. And it also was the most uncomfortable, depressing loneliness that I experienced because God had to bring all the lies up to the surface and in order for us to bring it up we gotta we gotta take the mask off so all of that stuff was just a mask that's not who you are that's not where your beauty is found that's not where your worth is found that's not where your identity is found so he had to take the mask off of all of that stuff and I said yes to God in the journey of letting those things go right sometimes he'd be challenging us to let things go and we don't say yes to that journey and we stay hiding under our pain um but yeah so he took the mask off all that stuff and it was hard it was really hard at first because like I didn't receive the compliments no more when I was going in public I was just constantly like oh my gosh what did they think of me what did they think of me and he was like that's that's what I'm trying to get at I want you to show up as your most authentic self and be completely confident in who I made you to be without the words of anybody because it was the words of people that destroyed your confidence so the words of people can't be what build your confidence back confidence back up so i have to tear down this it's idol <laughs> it's the words of people that destroyed your confidence so it can't be the words of people that will build your confidence back up that makes no sense so i have to tear down this idol of fear of people that's what he was getting at it all started with people and i started to fear people and want people to give me my worth my whole life send me in a crazy cycle and so for seven years god did this uprooting thing and this thing in the garden called my heart and he just changed everything about who i was and he planted these seeds of worth that was established by his word which could never change so every time i started to feel which it would still happen right i would still feel insecure after that i would still question different things in different spaces like i would still compare myself after that because comparison is a whole nother thing we can get it listen but because he planted these seeds of his word i always would go back to that anchor was like no like just because i see her and i see the way that god had built her and created her i don't have to look at myself as less than i can admire god's creation where he says in his word marvelous are my works that doesn't just mean only 
Olivia is declared as the marvelous work. Like, no, marvelous are all my works of all of my children that I knit together. So you can look at someone else and be like, wow, God, she's beautiful. Or wow, God, you really gave her beautiful hair, beautiful curls, right? Because society makes you think that only loose curls is beautiful. That's no, the kinky is cute. Thanks. You can really admire someone, right? Admire their style. Be like, she is bomb, period, right? And not feel any less than of a woman. Not feel any like less beautiful you know what i'm saying because i struggled with that for a while no i did too especially because especially being a slim yeah, that's what i was gonna ah! say <laughs> that's what i was gonna say because growing up well clearly you can relate to this too but like i've i was like 70 pounds in like eighth grade mm-hmm. and i guess like that's not good or whatever like i remember i went to the doctors and it was like we're gonna put a feeding tube down your throat no you're not shut up but gonna put a feeding tube down my throat no, you're not. Uh-oh. And then, you know, life happens. I started my period. So they're like, oh, never mind. No. I started my period. Yeah. <laughs> so I gained a little weight. But um, especially in, like, college, seeing that, like, mostly all the guys were into, I guess, the thicker girls, it was like, let me go ahead and do these squats so my butt can be bigger. And honestly, if I could be honest, because I know I'd be real honest on this podcast, I still kind of like, I still kind of worry about stuff like that. Like, I feel like I'm in a better place of like, wow, I actually like am cute, skinny, but it's just like sometimes I'm like, would I like look better if I had a little plump in a bag? That's real, y'all. That is so real. That is so real. Because society wants to make you think that if you don't have a Coke bottle shape, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like your body isn't beautiful. Right. Oh, so like, my that's gosh. why like, I like I've came like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. Like I, like I came from a place where I was like really deep in it and like, I'm still coming out of it. So like the still coming out is like still dealing with some of those issues now. And yeah. so like my journey now is like really uprooting the crap out of that stuff because I can't, <laughs> I can't, <laughs> you're silly. I can't do that anymore, especially because how I think or how I look at myself can't go into my next so it's like the God has been very adamant about I need to really like take this stuff away from you because in a, in a way it's like I really didn't take the time to do so. So like now he's like pulling me from my bald head and it's like I need you to listen to me. <laughs> I need you to listen to me like you are my daughter like the things that I have for you I, I can't let you go into those seasons yeah, how or you'll yes. never heal well. You'll just carry that same trauma into the next space. Yes, and clearly this next space is so. But the thing is, it's not just the slim girls. I don't want, you know. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't want a curvy girly to get on here and be like, oh, you know. That's not what we're saying. It's on the other end of the spectrum because I've talked to uh, my super curvaceous friends and I was like, okay, princess. And she was just like, well, I was always told that I was fat growing up. You know what I'm saying? Like, and sis to me has the perfect figure, but she only saw herself as fat. So she's like, I look at your size and I wish I was that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and that's a thing us, too. the slim girls looking at the curvy girls like, I look at your size and I right. wish I was that. So we're all what in comparison. People. We're all in comparison. <laughs> what, did, what did people say was beautiful? That's what we believed. And we never will ever reach that. Because <laughs> it's constantly changing. Y'all see how I brought it all back together? Right. So moral of the story, don't believe people <laughs> at this point. <laughs> Nah, that's not the moral. <laughs> Y'all, that's not the moral. 
No, at the end of the day, do not put your identity in people's comments about yourself. Put your identity in what the Lord has said about you from the beginning. Easier to say. But it's so harder to do. It, it may is. be a moment-to-moment decision where, yeah. like, maybe you thought your outfit was real cute. It's you process. go out in public, and then somebody looks at you like, Ugh. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, would that send you into a spiral of, oh, my gosh, like, I thought I was looking cute. Would you then have to feel like you got to check yourself in the mirror? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's a constant thing of deciding, I'm going to believe what God says about me, even if I don't see it. Because it's also those mm. days, too, where you be feeling butt ugly. <laughs> And I know every woman and man, there are days where you just look at yourself in the mirror and you just like, be like, hey, run, it's like so <laughs> ugly. Like, there are days where you just like, it so is what it is. I'm a hot mess. You think um, that's so good. Yeah. All of it goes back to what did people say? Yeah. Right? All of it goes back to the fear of people. And that's just something that God is constantly fighting. Like in our hearts, he's fighting for our hearts that we will just oh, believe yeah. what God says. Oh wow! Will put the thoughts of people just over his word. We will put the well. They told me that I'm this, or even like at your job. Like you know what I'm saying? Like as a person of color, as an African American woman on the job, and sometimes we can be in jobs where we are the we are the only ones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, literally majority <laughs> culture, right? And so like you could feel stupid you could feel small you could feel like not as powerful or not as important i don't know like what i'm trying to say you know what i'm trying to say yeah. you could just feel yeah because of like the majority yes because and i'm not trying to call nobody racist but we all know what, what happened in the 1950s so it's like that's like a custom that black people have like seen and so like when we do get around other people who are not our color we feel intimidated by them am i tripping why you look so angry because because um, it, it kind of not it just, it, it still kind of makes me angry. But well, ahead. like in the workplace, sometimes like as a black woman, it's easy to start to feel insecure mm-hmm. um, or try to feel like you have to do more to be seen. Mm-hmm. You have to do more. And that's not saying that we don't know every person's heart, right? We don't know. Um, we don't know. But it might even be like, our own insecurity. It might be the way that we see ourselves or we might intimidate other people because of our confidence. Like, um, I know my mom has had that experience or she's a nurse and she, um, yeah, is one of the only like black people like on her. She's a supervisor (laughs) at nurse. Come on super. Um, But a lot of times, sometimes people can make her feel what? (laughs) What is happening? Y'all, she just took a picture. (laughs) Uh, That was so random. A lot of the times people can make, try to make her feel inferior um and so yeah so even when it comes to that because this is not a, an attack against any specific race like because you could be white watching this podcast you could be asian watching this podcast, you could be hispanic watching this podcast and you could still feel sometimes like inferior in certain spaces right you could feel like okay in this specific space and it might just be not at your work maybe at your church maybe you go to a church that's predominantly a specific race right you still have to constantly fight to know that you're still enough Mm -hmm. even in all of those spaces maybe Mm -hmm. even at the gym maybe you're even at the gym into the gym and you see all these people that look built you see all oh my gosh why are you trying to tell my business you know what i'm saying like that's that's what we're saying like it doesn't just relate to only just a specific this is a cultural thing 
it's a it's an insecurity like it's a a hole in our heart that we try to use the words of people to affirm us or the thoughts that people could have the invisible thoughts of men that we may never know <laughs> we somehow base our whole life around that yeah. and that's what god is constantly fighting for he's like i'm fighting for your whole heart like i need you to truly believe every word that i say regardless of what space you go into regardless of what crowd you're in regardless of who's next to you regardless of who you feel is more smart more beautiful more educated more wise more sophisticated more i don't know have more influence (laughs) whatever like i need you to believe what i say and that is your anchor and that is your foundation so then you can show up in every space as your most authentic self without fear of what anyone could say because i like me so it doesn't matter if you like me or not if you do that's great we can be friends (laughs) right (laughs) i'm still going to be who god called me to be yeah that's good good job I love that. And so, yeah. Tiny, kind of bit, I'm a little sleepy. <laughs> Not to like neglect. I, I feel like regardless, like there are so many nuggets that people can pull from just the words alone that were spoken. So really just take the time to really understand that regardless of what people say god girl what am i trying to say regardless of what people think about you, i'm so tired regardless of what people have said god's word will never change there we go god's word will never change thoughts of people constantly do so yeah society says melanin popping was never a thing but now that's the thing and like it's just constantly changing. it changes so you can't put your identity in things that change you have to keep your identity in the living where that will never change. We basically that's that's the main that's story. Right. We that's that's literally all we've been talking yeah, about. Right. But we just making we you know we do examples and stuff. But that's literally it. So yeah, I pray on my podcast. Um, but since you're the guest, I want you to lead us into a night prayer. Yeah, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. Okay. So guys, bow your heads. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, hey God. <laughs> thank hey. you for this time. Thank you for the conversation that we got to have. Thank you Lord, that you finally, you know, allowed everything to come together in your timing. Maybe this was the timing. Maybe we needed to go through the stressing parts of the process. Maybe we need to go through the times where we felt impatient because it brought us to a place where we could appreciate the work that you're doing and maybe that's a word that someone needs to receive like it's it might be stressful now it might be frustrating you might feel a lot of pressure but maybe that's necessary and I'm gonna even go the extra mile and say it is necessary because in that place God reveals things in your heart right in that place he heals your heart in that place he grows you he allows you to evolve into the woman or man that he's always called you to be so um yeah god we just thank you for this conversation we pray that it reaches the people that need it and that through us sharing our stories and just having this conversation um with you at the center that someone who doesn't know christ may come to know christ they may be like who is this guy i'm i am i don't i didn't realize it but i am constantly anxious because i'm just searching for people or money or this relationship i feel like i really need this relationship i feel like i really need to be in a relationship and that's going to make my life better and like even people even people um will fail but god never will so god i just thank you for this time this conversation let it bless someone thank you for blessing us 
um, and we magnify you and glorify you in Jesus name. Amen. 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 God. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for being on my podcast. You were like literally like my, my first guest. I want you to know that. Oh wow. Yeah. So I really love that for me. Thank you so much for just being here because, like I said. I really love you and like you're really cool and I'm just very <laughs> glad <laughs> that you could be here. So guys, a hundred percent, please go follow my good sis on YouTube. Actually, you tell the people where they can find you because I don't want to screw it up. Thanks. Yeah, guys. So like I said, my name is Olivia Brown, but y'all can call me Liv now since we're bestie cousins. Yeah. Um, on YouTube, I am Liv Abundantly. Liv is spelled L-I-V. On Instagram, my name is Can't to Live the Same. Right, that sounds a little long, but underscores after each word. Live is spelled L I V. And on TikTok, come on, Tik. My name is the names live. The names live. Live is spelled L I V. Thank you. Is that it? Right, that's all the platforms. Okay, great. So thank you guys for. Uh, oh, this is loud. I hope I'm not like hurting y'all ears. I promise I'm not trying to do that. Okay, I love you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Bye.